been so good, Lord, been so faithful, I love you, oh, your mercy never fails me, all my days, I've been held in your hands, from the moment that You have been 
have been faithful. Come on, that's our song. All my life you have been so, so good. Every breath that I am able, we will sing of the goodness of God. We will sing of the goodness of God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We love you. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your faithfulness, your mercy, and your grace. You never fail us. You never forsake us. Your faithfulness is great. Your mercies are new every morning. We love you. We praise you. We thank you, Lord, that when we were not even seeking you, you were seeking us. When we were trying to run in the opposite direction, you ran after us. And your goodness apprehended us. And your amazing grace transformed us. And we stand here today as a people so appreciative, Lord, of all that you've done and all who you are. Lord Jesus, we love you and we praise you. And I pray, oh God, in a special way, may your goodness apprehend some lives today. In a very special way, may your goodness and power apprehend many lives today in Jesus name and all God's people said let's give the Lord a praise let's give him a praise hallelujah oh we love you Lord we love you Jesus wonderful Jesus amen Because you sought me, you will find me. Because you forsook the call to compromise, to take an easier path, I will make myself known to you in a fresh and a new way. And you will have wisdom that you never had before. And I will give you the strength to continue to stand firm. Though others might say, go this way. Others might say, compromise that stand. But oh, because you have chosen to live for me wholeheartedly, I will give you grace to stand and overcome. I will give you wisdom to navigate even through the hardest seasons. You will not fail, but you will succeed. You will not falter, but by my amazing grace, you will overcome and prevail. And you will continue until you see that promise come to pass, until you enter into that special place that the Lord has shown you by faith. thank you Lord we thank you Lord that you are a rewarder of them that diligently seek you and stand for you may that prize may that treasure may that reward fall afresh upon your faithful people in Jesus name amen God bless you you may be seated glory to God isn't God good
Friend, God will reward you. Don't let that devil lie to you. You do what God told you to do. You stay on the straight road. You come out of sin and live for God, and Jesus will defend you, and Jesus will honor you, and Jesus will reward you. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Good morning again. Amen. I don't know. Was I having church over there by myself? You sounded dead. Amen. Come on, say something to me. Thank you. Thank you. I'm saying. I'm going to say left the Presbyterians down. No, I'm going to say that. My Lord, I'm feeling jacked up. Praise the Lord. Must mean a new series is beginning. They always get me going. Hallelujah. Children, you are dismissed to Children's Church. Sister Amy and her team are ready to bless you and minister to you. And if you've got kids or grandkids that you are not bringing out, I want to encourage you, bring them out. Sister Amy does a wonderful job. I sneak back there and I check things out and she's got an outline and they've got, they teach the word and they have fun events. So if you have a little one that can go back there, bring them out. You will not be sorry that you invested in that life. Amen? If you have your Bibles, if you would turn with me to Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 11, and we're going to begin a brand new series from this wonderful chapter, this, this chapter of faith, the heroes of the faith. And we'll start out, we'll give it a couple of weeks, two or three weeks of just really introductory messages. And then we'll look at every man and woman that it talks about here and we'll learn from their lives and their examples of faith. What we want to do, we're just going to read two verses, but we'll read them in two different um, translations. So let me begin. Hebrews 11. Verses 1 and 2. First, we're going to read it in the New American Standard. It says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen, for by it men of old gained approval. I want God's approval. How about you? Amen? I mean, it's not so much men's approval is one thing. I want God's approval. Now let's see how the New International Version says it. NIV, Hebrews 11, verse 1. Now, faith is being sure. I like that. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. God applauded them. Isn't it powerful? I want to talk this morning about faith, a luxury or a necessity. Father, give us ears to hear and hearts to receive. Let faith come alive as your people respond to the word of the Lord, in Jesus' name. And everyone said, as we begin this series on the great 11th chapter of Hebrews, these, um, the Hall of Fame of Faith, some writers have called it. And we see here that these are men and women that, that gained God's approval, that God commended them, God applauded them. And so this morning, we want to start by just explaining verse 1. We're going to try to lay a foundation so that the rest of the series, we can, we can get it. So we'll take our time with our introduction, but we want to explain verse number one, then we want to explain what Bible faith is, what Bible faith is not, and why Bible faith, faith that God commends and approves of, is of the greatest importance in your life. Again, what we read in verse is one and two, it's, really, it's not a definition of faith, as much as it is a description of how faith works and what faith does. 
Again, we see in um, faith, two key words here in verse 1. Faith is being sure. Faith is being sure. I like that. The New American Standard said, faith is having an assurance. But the NIV, I like that. Faith is being sure of what we hope for. And, And literally, the Greek is saying, faith is that thing which is the foundation or the support of our hope and belief. We have a hope and a belief, and it's faith that is the foundation that keeps it steady, strong, and certain. Faith is being sure, and then faith, it goes on, verse 1, faith is being certain, or having the conviction of what we do not see. And what this is saying to us is, faith gives an inner confidence and a conviction that what God has promised, we know He will perform. What God has said, we know He will do. Bible faith involves assurance and conviction of being sure and of being certain, a knowing. Now I want you to remember this. This is very important for the rest of our talk. Faith is only as good as its object. We're not talking about faith in faith. We're not talking about faith in something that's inferior or unreliable. We talk about Bible faith. We're talking about faith in God, the true and living God, and what he has said. Not what we think up, not what we wish, but what he has said. Our faith is not in faith. Our faith is not in the foolish things of this world, but in God, the true and living God. Now, this is what makes a Christian's hope so much different than the world. You see, the world has their wishes. I hope so. Maybe. They, they have, but ours is an assurance. It's a knowing. We, we sing, blessed assurance. Not maybe I hope so. It'll all come out in the end. No. We sing, blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Amen. Settled and secure. Faith holds up our hopes. Faith gives an inward conviction. Certainty to what we believe. Faith is the absolute certainty that what it believes is true. And what it expects will come to pass. And someone I want you to know this morning, it'll come to pass. Somebody you have gone too far trusting God and believing God. Now is not the time to doubt or waver. But keep doing what you've done all these years. Keep leaning on Christ. Keep believing his word. Keep casting your care. And he'll bring you through just like he did before. Again, our hope is not looking forward and wishing with, you know, just an optimistic wondering. Our hope is looking forward with an utter conviction and certainty and knowing because we know in whom we believed in. We know and we are sure for the child of God that loves the Lord. We know that Jesus died and rose again. We know that he has forgiven our sins and he now gives us eternal and everlasting life. We know He's with us and His hand is upon us and He is ordering our steps and watching over our lives. We know in whom we have believed in and we're convinced, we're certain, we're persuaded that He that began this good work, He's going to finish it, He's going to carry us on through. We're sure, are you sure? I'm sure that Jesus saved me. I'm sure that His Holy Spirit lives within me. And I am sure that he will keep me until the end. And one glad morning he'll bring me safely unto my heavenly home. 
I'm sure that the Bible, the Scripture, is the Word of God given to me to guide me and to nourish me and to govern me and to lead me and to strengthen me for this fight of faith. I'm sure He will supply all my needs and He will be the shepherd of my life and He will be a shield and He will be a strength as I walk by faith and not by sight. I'm sure... And I'll tell you one more thing. I'm sure Jesus is coming back again, friend. We shall see Jesus. Bible faith. Faith has an assurance. It's a being sure. That's why you got to read that book. Faith cometh by. You better know that book. That's where that faith is going to come from. That's where that faith is anchored to. Faith has an assurance of being sure. And faith has a conviction. It's certain. There's a knowing. And friends, such faith in Jesus Christ and in his word will change your life. It transforms life. It makes men into men of faith. It makes women into women of faith. It makes you and I new creatures in Christ. Faith in Christ Jesus. Faith in the word of God will change your life. It will secure your eternity. It will direct your destiny. It will move your mountain. Maybe you're here today and you have a mountain that has to go. That mountain of sickness must be cast aside. That mountain of debt must go away. That mountain of confusion that is plague in your family. It doesn't have to say, I want someone to know the God we serve is a mountain moving God. And he'll move that mountain as we believe the promise. Stand firm in his word and watch God work his wonderful work. Can you say amen? Oh, let's move the mountains. Let's not be tormented by them. Somebody, let's stand up. Let's believe the promise. Let's stand firm on that word. I'm not going to lay down and die. I'm going to rise up and live putting on that whole armor of God and taking my stand against every trial and tragedy and affliction of the enemy. I decide by faith to lift up a shield. I decide by faith to declare it is written. I decide by faith I will believe God is a good God. And as he brought me through yesterday, he's going to bring me through today. If he wasn't faithful, we would have been gone a long time ago. Some of y'all have been in the funny farm. Well, some of the people you ran with, other you'd be in prison, other you'd be on the wrong side of eternity. But oh, God is good. Can you say amen? He brought us a mighty long way. He brought us out of a lot of messes. Oh, great is thy faithfulness. Number one, what is Bible faith? This is important. You can't just believe in anything. I'm telling you, you might think it's water. If it's poison, it's going to kill you, no matter what you believe. You might think, well, that fire don't burn. It's just, you know, a picture. If it's real, it's going to burn you, honey. I mean, you know, faith is not some magical thing. Faith has to be anchored in that book. Faith must be in the true and living God. What kind of faith gains God's approval? You know, the Bible says of this group in that 16th verse that God was not ashamed to be called their God. Isn't that beautiful? I want God to say that about me. How about you? I want God to be able to, I'm not ashamed of that one. What is faith? Bible faith. Number one, faith is confidence in God that leads to obedience to God. This is more than just a confession. Faith has an action. It's more than merely saying something. It's doing something. Because the Bible teaches that faith without works, is a dead thing. 
And in our context this morning, we don't want to bury that dead thing. We want to resurrect that dead thing and get people not only to believe mentally, but begin to act on what they believe and live out what they believe. Faith is confidence in God with obedience to God. True faith is based on what God says. Faith cometh by hearing. Faith's got to have an object. You can't, you just believe anything nowadays, you're pretty foolish. Isn't that right? I mean, you can't believe what you hear on the TV. You can't believe half the things you read. Forget the government. They, They lie as much as smile at you. You can't believe men. But you can believe God. You can trust the true and living God. You can open up that Bible. From everlasting to everlasting, his word is true, his word is faithful, and you can trust that word and live on that word and believe that word. True faith is based on what God says, but it's demonstrated by what we do. Again, the object of faith must be that which is true, trustworthy, dependable, reliable, able. People of faith, and we'll see this as we go through this chapter, as we marvel at these men and women that God used and that walked with God. People of faith do things for God. And God does things for them. God honors faith. How many times did Jesus say, according to your, not according to my love, not according to my gift, but according to your faith, be it unto you. Wow. So faith How can we say this? Faith is trust, belief in God and his word with the evidence, the expression of action or obedience. What Bible faith is? Now, what Bible faith is not? Don't want anyone to have a misunderstanding as we walk through these 12 or 13 messages. Faith is not, Bible faith is not blind optimism. It's not just wishful thinking. I mean, that, that often tends to be denial. I mean, it's not just faith in faith. Some people got to believe in something. No, no, you believe in the wrong thing, you're going to have a wrong result. It's not faith in faith. It all will not come out in the wash. All roads do not lead to heaven. What you believe matters. What you believe matters. So watch who you listen to. Watch who you believe. What you believe matters. You're believing the wrong thing. As one of our mentors used to say, you're going to be a heap of trouble on that day. But Bible faith is not just merely blind optimism, nor is it a feeling that we manufacture. It's more than emotion. It's more than just staying positive. Now, trust me, the believer ought to be more positive than negative, that's for sure. The believer ought to be more optimistic than pessimistic. But this is more than just an emotional thing. Emotions can be fickle. Faith can will not. Emotions can deceive and presumpt, but faith in Favorite stories. Faith is more than emotion. And underneath that heading... One of, the, one of the most moving miracles I was ever privileged to be an eyewitness to falls under this heading. We're out in Mobile, Alabama some years ago, and if the church could seat 800, they crammed 1,000 in there. 
I mean, you couldn't fit, forget. I, you had to squeeze sideways walking down those aisles. Barely had room to walk around. If that fire marshal would have showed up, we would have been in a heap of trouble. Amen. I mean, it was something. And I'll never forget, it was just me and um, Christina that took Brother Shambach to this meeting. And she was in the back and running the table and overseeing the books and the tapes. And Brother Shambach and I are sitting right about there in the middle. And the pastor got up. Now, folks, they had about 1,000 people, a lot of them young people, jammed in a place that probably seated about 600. I mean, it was something. And, and that music, I mean, let me put it this way. If you have heart problems or a pacemaker, you would have been, you would have been beeping up. I mean, they were shaking the walls, man. The music was loud, and it was, they were going at it. And I'll never forget, the pastor gets up there, and he says something. I, we, maybe everyone's said it once in a while. He says, can't you just feel it here tonight? Faith's not an emotion. And Brother Shambach, he leans over and whispers in my ear, because he's much taller than me. He says, it doesn't matter what I feel. Faith not moved by that emotion. You know, you got a stiff knee, we can jack it up a bit with a good drum beat. You know, we can, we can get you hyped up. Amen? Next day you have a pack of ice on it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know. But I, I, I put that away. Brother Shambach, he, he was always like a father. He was always teaching. He wasn't trying to be critical to the pastor. He was very professional as he um, related with other ministers. But he was always trying to put something in your heart if you were the young people that worked with him. So I put that away. It doesn't matter what I feel. So we had church. I mean, they shook the house with the music. He got up and preached. That's another hour right there. I mean, he's clearing his throat in 30 minutes. He's preaching an hour or he's not preaching. He's preaching. But then it came time to pray for people. And that, that healing line, it just went, it went out the door. I mean, there was hundreds and hundreds. And he's laying hands on them. And all of a sudden, a little girl comes up, 12 or 13 years old, and she had one dead eye, dead eye, just a gray matter. When she was maybe eight or nine, they were playing with her sister in the yard, and somehow she accidentally swung an ice pick, the sister did, and hit, hit her in the eye. And it was dead, just, just a gray matter. And all of a sudden, he stops. He must have sensed in his spirit God was getting ready to do something unique. Because we were just bringing him through. I mean, he's slap, boom, boom, and they're going. And, you know, you need the line to go quicker, hit the music a little quicker, get that people, boom, boom. They fall out. We just drag them, just drag the, the slain in the Lord, amen. Just drag them, toss them down, and now you step over them, amen. But he stopped everything. Whew. He knew God was speaking to him, Amen. And so I'm remembering, he said, it doesn't matter what I feel. You can't jack up a blinded eye to get open. You can get all emotional as you want to. That's not moving. I'll never forget, he looked at her and he wanted, and I knew God was speaking to him. So he stopped everything. He wanted everyone to hear him pray. He wanted all the attention because he knew God was going to do something. And so he said, hold the mic for me, Joe. And again, I got to get on my tippy toes because he's a lot taller than me. So I'm closer than we are, holding the mic so he could have two hands free. Now, I've seen this man of God as the Spirit moved him. I see him strike people. I saw him slap a lady one time that was going to get her back fused. <laughs> he smacked her. I said, oh, Lord, have mercy. And God healed her. I mean, he's worked different ways as God leads you. But I don't forget this time. He just very gently put his hand over her bad eye, cupped it. And he just said a simple prayer. Father, 
In Jesus' name, please give this young girl a miracle. He took his hand off that eye, and I saw something out of a gray matter just go boop. And if you thought they were running around before, my goodness, they, they didn't have a Jericho march, they had a Jericho run. God immediately restored perfectly. She could see. God gave her a miracle. Again, no matter what I feel. Faith is not an emotion. Faith is trusting God and believing God and having a knowing that if God said it, God will do it. If God spoke it, God will bring it to pass. Oh, my Lord. I'll never forget that. It was the most beautiful thing. And then, you know, some six months later, uh, part of our team was in that neck of the woods, and they ran into the youth pastor. They said, well, how's that young girl doing that had that wonderful miracle? And they said, oh, not only is her eye working perfectly, but now gradually... Jesus filled the color back in. And looks as beautiful as the other one. Oh, my God. I'm trying to say there's something about being confident in God, being sure about God. Having a faith is a believing thing. It's not an emotion that we work up. It's not just a, a choo-choo train, I think I can, I think I can. It's saying, I know God can, I know God can, I believe God will, and I'm trusting God to do what only God can do. Can you say Amen. Faith is not, it's not merely an emotion, it's not just an optimism, and it's not just a mental agreement to doctrine. James said there's a group of demons that believe right doctrine, but they shudder about it. So it's not just saying, I believe mentally proper doctrine, because it's not just believing right, it's living right. Faith is an action word. Faith does more than just has the right assent to truth. Faith has the right response to truth. So faith is not just intellectual assent to agreement. And certainly faith. Faith is not merely believing in spite of evidence. Faith is not believing in spite of evidence. In fact, that's more akin to superstition than Bible faith. Let's remember again, faith is only as good as its object. And the object of our faith is God. The living God and His unchanging Word. The reason why you and I, I'm speaking to many believers today, I know I'm speaking to many that have walked with God many years through many difficult roads, and we have a reason that we believe God. We have an abundance of evidence that keeps encouraging us to continue to believe God. He's taken us a mighty long way. We've been through the many dangers and the toils and snares. We, he, we've received the many blessings and benefits and privileges from His gracious hand. We who have walked with this God can testify this morning that we have personally and we have powerfully experienced His care and His kindness and His benevolence in our lives. We've tasted of His goodness. We've enjoyed His provision. We've experienced and witnessed his power can you say amen to that again and again he's led us and he's fed us and he's protected us and he's anointed us he's answered our cries he's watched over our lives when we didn't even know he was there we looked back and said my god he was there my god he was there oh honey we got a reason to believe we've walked with god we've tasted of the lord he is good come on say amen to that 
So many prayers he's answered. So many promises he's brought to pass. So many battles he has fought on our behalf. And he's brought us through time. We didn't know how we were going to get through it. Times we didn't know why God was bringing us through that trial. But we saw the mercy of God at work. We saw the hand of the Lord outstretched. I want someone to know we have a reason to believe and keep on believing. We have a reason to trust and keep on trusting. This God that we serve, he's a right now God. He's a God that's with us. He's a God that never fails us. And he's a God that is worthy of our trust. Can you say amen? I think David said it so well. King David, he said, I've been young. Now I'm not so young. I've been old. (laughs) Don't like to say that. Don't even like to hear that. Got to read it and weep sometimes, I guess. But anyhow, he said, I've been young. Psalm 37. Now I'm old. But through it all. But through it all. But through it all. But through bad reports. Doctors shaking their heads. Battles, demons, devils. Unkind brethren, but through it all, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor God's seed begging for bread. Through it all, God has made a way, even when there seemed to be no way. Through it all, God has been there to hold me, even though God has been there to comfort me. Through it all, God has been there to counsel me and dry my tears and lift me on up. Oh God, He's a good God. Oh, don't Paul, Haroshika. Man. Hallelujah. Talking about faith. Talking about faith. Faith is a very natural thing. Real faith. You don't need, I mean, when you walk with God, it's not a complicated thing. Trusting God, is it? Not when you know God. I, I, I mean, I, I'm, a, I could, I'm not a betting man, but if I was to bet, I would bet. Everyone came in this morning and just plopped on down. Didn't test it. Didn't pray over it. Didn't call the prayer line, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to put my blessed assurance down. I want you to pray that, you know, God help me. As I said, no, you had enough confidence in a chair. How about confidence in the living God? The God that's brought you all this way. The God that's come through for you again and again. Come on, say amen to that. We're not talking about a stranger. We're talking about a heavenly father. We're not talking about someone that we've never met. We're talking about someone we've walked with year after year. We're talking about the one that was there again and again. When no one else was there, Jesus was there. When others walked out, he walked in. Oh, what a God. And so this God is worthy of our trust and of our confidence, of our surety, of our certainty. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Woo! Oh, man. So number one, what is Bible faith? Number two, what is not Bible faith? You better know what you're believing. You better be believing the right thing. But number three, why is Bible faith so important? Why is, see, there's a lot of topics in the Bible, quite frankly, they're not all of the same importance. Amen? Not all the same importance. There's weightier matters in this book. Jesus said so. So why is this of the utmost importance that you understand and you apply and practice Bible faith? Number one, why is Bible faith a necessity? Because number one, the only way to get to heaven is through Bible faith. Can you? Anyone want to go to heaven? 
That makes it important. Now, let's look at this together. By faith, we receive salvation. Why is faith so important? Because without faith, you'll never make heaven your home. Without faith in Christ, you'll never have your sins forgiven. Without faith. Let's read it. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. The Bible says, for by grace have we been saved through what? Faith. The grace of God reaches out to us. The grace of God sends his son to die for us. The grace of God is offered to all. But it's our faith that responds to it. Our faith that believes in it. Again, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works. No one can boast. So it says, why is this so important, Pastor? Because you will not get to heaven just because you go to a nice church. You won't go to heaven just because you're a somewhat nice person. It's by faith in Jesus Christ and what he did for you on Calvary. We're speaking of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Faith in Jesus and his finished work. Nothing else will do. Not faith in human merit. Not faith in our personal morality or our good works. But faith in Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross. Friend, the Bible way to escape the eternal judgment and make heaven your home is by faith in Christ. Christ alone and what he did on that cross. He is the only worthy and sufficient sacrifice for anybody's sins. So number one, well, why is this topic so important? Well, if you're not going to heaven, nothing else matters. You know what I mean? So faith, I'm going to believe Jesus died for me. I'm going to put my faith in him because he's my substitute and he's my sacrifice. I can't earn heaven. Instead, I put my faith in Christ and receive what he's done. Jesus did for me what I could never do for myself. He paid the price for my sins. So that's important. But how about this? Now, once you're saved, anyone saved here? All right. Once you're saved, do you want to please God? I want to please God. When someone does me good, I want to do good. Amen? Anyone here want to please God? You know, the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Let's look at that together. Come on now. Hebrews 11 and 6. The Bible says, and without faith, it's impossible not hard not difficult not challenging without faith bible faith it's impossible to please god because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and he rewards those that earnestly seek him if you want to please god now you're saved and you want to please the one that's done so much for you by faith by believing his word and obeying that word and walking this life by faith and not by sight. By doing works that please him. That's faith. Faith pleases God. And faith blesses us. It's such faith that causes a person to seek God. To believe God. To obey God. And that's a life that God blesses. And God favors. And God rewards. The approval of heaven goes upon the man or woman that walks by faith and not by sight that chooses to believe and trust God and obey God in a world where it's not always easy to do so and the world's not applauding you on. 
Number one, we want to say by faith we get to heaven, so we want to have Bible faith. We want to make sure our faith is in Christ and not in ourselves. Our faith is in what he did at the cross and not in what a church does or a church dogma, so forth. But secondly, if you do really love Jesus and you want to please him, you do it by faith. It's by faith we seek after God. It's by faith that we honor God's house. It's by faith we serve God and we obey God. And we're not ashamed to tell others about the goodness and the mercy of God. Let's go on. By faith. By faith, we overcome the world. It's a beautiful one. For everyone born of God. Anybody here born of God? Everyone born of God overcomes the world. Now, we speak of the world. We're not talking about nature or creation. We're talking about that fallen sinful system here. We're talking about a backslidden society, a fallen world that's anti-God and anti-the word of God that affects and corrupts humanity, that defiles a culture and a morality, and attempts to discourage and deceive and defeat the people of God. That's the spirit of the world, the spirit of this age that has fallen and anti-God. The Bible says for everyone born of God will overcome the world. We can live above the world. We can be in this world and not of this world. We can live in a world where the morality is crazy and they're more confused. They don't know a boy from a girl. They're confused. They're lost. And we're just going to reap. But we can walk with God in the midst of that hell. We can walk with God purely in a pure world. Don't let anyone ever tell you you can. If God be God and the same spirit that raised him from the dead dwells in you, you can live this life. You can walk in this world and you can do it pure, holy, and righteous. Somebody say amen to that. Oh, that devil lie. You got to live in sin. No, you don't got to live in sin. You can live for Jesus if you want to. It's not about, remember, you got to want to. Tell your neighbor, you got to want to. If you don't want to, all bets are off. If you don't want to, forget the promises. If you don't want to, the grace will not be there. But if you want to, his grace is sufficient. And our God is faithful. Woo! Oh, yeah. What did Caleb say? We are able to go up and take the country. Yeah. By faith, we overcome the world. Not get even with the world. No, we're Christian. We're not getting even with that world. I read a story the other day back in the, remember the 80s, the airline controllers went on strike. Remember that? The airline, they went on strike. And um, one gentleman saw this young kid trying to work the, the luggage thing. And it was overflowing. Things were unorganized because of the strike. It was a mess. And some business guy was just being you know rude to him and getting on his case and giving him a time and after that blew over, this, this writer went up to the young kid and said, Son, keep, keep, you know, try to encourage him. Keep, keep up the good work. There's jerks in every crowd, you know, or something like that. And the young kid looked up and said, Sir, don't worry about it. Already taken care of him. What do you mean? He said, Well, see, that businessman's going to Chicago, but his luggage is going to Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so we're not talking about getting even with the world come on say amen we're talking about living victoriously in this world being a light to the world being a child of God in the midst of this world oh yeah yeah, yeah. hallelujah oh I gotta, I gotta wind it down now faith will protect you from the enemy faith will protect you from the enemy You know, Paul likens faith to a mighty shield that a soldier lifts up 
when the arrows are flying. There's arrows flying today. Temptation, accusation, intimidation. Arrows of the enemy that will try to pierce us and try to afflict us. When Paul in Ephesians 6 writes about that gospel armor, he says, above all, take the shield of faith. But that shield will put out all those fiery darts. Put out those attacks of the enemy that will try to drag you down. God says, I've given you something to protect you in this fallen world. I've given you something that will shield you from the tempter of your soul. It's called faith. Faith that says, I'm going to believe God. I'm going to do things God's way. I'm going to trust the Lord to bring me through this thing his way. And when we do that, he says, it's like a shield that just takes the fire out of the enemy's attacks. Oh, they'll come, but they don't have to consume you. They'll come, but they don't have to pierce you. You can lift up faith and make a choice. I'm going to trust God and believe God and lean on the everlasting arms of my God. Oh, friend, that's faith that makes you be victorious over the attacks of the enemy. I'll tell you one more thing. We don't have time. I wish we had time to get into this. It's by faith we appropriate the blessings, the promises, and the provisions of heaven. Jesus on the cross purchased us a great salvation. There's so much more that's included in this salvation than just going to heaven when we die. There's promises of peace, of prosperity. There's healing. There's power. There's wisdom. There's peace. There's joy. On and on and on. Forgiveness. Restoration. Prayer. So many wonderful privileges. He purchased them. But it's my faith that takes what he purchased and makes it practical and personal to me. I could, this is, this is a, a, all by itself, that's a series. It's by faith. What's it say? Four. Here we go. Hebrews 4 and 2. For we also have had the gospel preached to us just as they did. Talk about that Old Testament people that never entered into the land. Remember that? God Almighty says, I'll bring you into the land. I'll defeat you. He gives them the promise. Amen. God is faithful to his promise. Isn't that true? They didn't make it up. God gave it to them. They didn't work this thing up. They were not in presumption. God said, I'm giving you a promise if you'll just trust me. And we know that not only did God give them the promise, God had the power to back up the promise. Did he not? They chose not to believe God. They could have had it. They could have possessed it. They could have avoided 40 years of death and wandering have they believed God and used their faith. For we also have the gospel preached to us just as they did, but the message they heard, the word they heard, the promise they heard, the message, the promise they read in their devotional was of no value to them. Can you imagine that? God gives a promise but has no value. Why? Isn't God faithful? Of course he is. Why? Isn't God powerful? You know he is. Why? Because those who heard it did not mix it or combine it with. Many people that love the Lord live below the high privilege they could have. Someone said, God really doesn't treat everyone the same. It depends on how you treat him. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. So again, we appropriate and possess the blessings of God. 
Faith helps us to receive the blessings God wants us to have. The benefits in a personal way. In a personal way. That's one of the precious aspects of faith. Is that it enables us to receive into our lives the promises of God and the provisions of our salvation. Can't go into that any deeper. Time is slipping by. We find out why is Bible faith so important? Why is this topic that we're going to dig into in the next few months, why is it one of the most important topics that you need to really understand, grasp, master, practice in your life? Because number one, we said by faith we get saved. So it's only two choices, heaven or hell. You want to go to heaven? It's only by faith in Christ. Not by your good works. You can't work good enough to earn it. I can't work good enough to earn it. I receive it by faith in Christ, in what he did. So we said salvation. And if I want to please God, once I get saved, I want to please God. He's been so good to me and I'm so unworthy. Once the reality of salvation hit me, Lord, I want to please this God. Amen. I do that by faith, by trusting him, believing him, walking with him, obeying him. I want to overcome the world. The world's getting worse, not better. It's not evolving, it's devolving. It's going down. And if we're going to live above it and shine our light in the midst of it, i got to do that by faith. i got to live the way God wants me to live and believe I can live that way in the midst of all this mess. I'll tell you what, it also acts like a shield. Because the devil will try to discourage you and dishearten you. He'll try to get you to want to give up and turn back. But God says, use your faith like a shield. Lift up that shield against those arrows. Speak my word. Trust my word. Obey my word. And lastly, we receive the promises of God. Jesus died for us. It's a great salvation. How did David say it? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his... What has he got? You mean God's got some benefits for us? You know, when you get a job, first thing you do, what are the benefits? Amen. What are the benefits? Well, you got saved. Open up that book. Find out the benefits. Amen. Claim those benefits. Oh, I'm watching that clock. But man, you get going on this. How can you keep this quiet? So as you can see, faith is not a luxury. Faith is a necessity if you want to walk with this God victoriously. Amen. Bible faith, true faith, God-approved faith is of the greatest importance, friend, it's of eternal importance. And now let me close with these thoughts. I'm going to give you a little background here. The believers to whom this book is being written, the, the, they're Hebrew Christians, okay? And they needed this message desperately because the context is this. They are getting discouraged and they're getting ready to go back to Judaism. So the author of Hebrews is writing this whole book, this whole letter about telling them, don't give up, don't turn back. What you have in Christ is better than what you had there. Don't go backwards, go forward. But they were getting discouraged. And everyone gets discouraged, amen? Everyone. But don't turn back. Faith presses on. So again, they were experiencing opposition and persecution. Their families were walking out on them. They were being rejected. And things were getting hard. They were in danger of giving up the race and turning back. Say it again, don't turn back. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing, Jesus will bring you through if you trust him. Jesus will just bring you through. If you just meet him halfway, do your part. 
He loves you. He'll walk with you. He'll take you through that. Don't turn back. Because we know that real faith doesn't turn back. Can you say amen? Faith holds on and faith persists and faith perseveres and faith endures and believes to the very end. Faith fixes its eyes on Jesus. Faith rests confidently in God's word. Faith knows that what God promised, he will bring to pass. Now, as we study, and we'll look at a couple more introductory sermons down the road, but after these first two verses describes to you and I what faith is, how faith works, then the author will give you and I example after example of faith lived out. Because let's face it, faith not lived out is not Bible faith. It's not approved of God unless it's lived. So I don't know about you, but I think we all need this message. We run this race. We face our obstacles. We all have our broken hearts. We all get knocked down, have to get back up from time to time. But it's faith that gets us up and faith that keeps us going. Not faith in ourselves, not faith in, but faith in Christ, faith in the goodness of God, faith in the mercy, faith in the promises that cannot fail. How can we say it? Tough times demand a tough faith. God, give us such faith. All right, faith is, we're going to close it now, but I want you to think about this. Faith is a necessity, not a luxury. So if you're here today, most importantly, always souls and rededications. If you're here today, the most important thing you need to put your faith in is Christ for your salvation. If you're here today, and you have not put your faith in Jesus to get to heaven, then we give you this opportunity. In a little while, we're going to sing our final song and we open our altars. If you have not done that, I encourage you to come and receive Christ. Put your faith in him. Put your faith in what he did for you. Oh, yeah, trust him. Remember that real faith now has an action to it. So you give him your heart, and then you live for him with your life if it's a real thing, if it's a real thing. But now for the rest of us, you might be here this morning, and you need a mountain moved. You need to use faith in a certain area of your life. You need to stand firm on a specific promise. Maybe you have a decision that has to be made. God promises wisdom if we'll seek him. Claim that promise. Stand on that word and believe that God's going to show you the way clearly. He'll confirm it and he'll make the confusing way clear to you. Maybe you're facing a mountain. Bad report from the doctor. God can turn it around. God is able to melt that mountain. God's able to move into the depths of the sea as we put our faith in the goodness and in the power of our God. So as we open this altar, if you have a need, let's believe God together. Let's move that mountain and let's watch Jesus do wonders in our lives. Can you say amen? Stand with me, please. Let's pray our final prayer. Sing our final song. Oh, God, Father, in the name of Jesus, Help us to use our faith to please you and do your works. Oh, Father, in such an hour, people need to see the demonstration of the reality of what a Christian is and what Christianity is. Father, use our lives, whether we're in the younger generation or the older generation, use our lives and our world to demonstrate the reality of a risen Christ. Father God, may you find in us a people of action 
Take us beyond just talk. Take us beyond debating. Help us to be men and women that put our faith to work, that act out what we really believe. Father, I pray that you would help us to walk with that certainty, that consistency, that assurance, confident in your word and willing to obey you and expect your answer day in and day out. And now, Father, in the name of Jesus, let your power flow at this altar. Oh, God, people have come in with needs. People have come in with burdens and battles. But you're greater than all those things. You're a mighty God. Jesus, you said all power, all authority in heaven and on earth belongs to you. So we pray, Lord Jesus, in this service, let your power flow. Let your power be released to work your wonders in the lives of your precious ones. Stir our hearts and touch our lives. And Heavenly Father, right now, remind your people of your promise. You have a promise for their situation. You have a promise for their specific need. You have a promise to comfort their heart. You've got a promise to give them a good night's sleep. You've got a promise to encourage them in the midst of their battle. Remind them of your promise. Comfort them with it. Stir their faith with it. And move them into action. Now, Father, let your power flow. In the midst of your people, let your power flow as we seek you and as we praise you. In Jesus' name and all God's people said,